Ladies and gentlemen, dogs and fleas, pull up a chair, sit on your knees. We have a story to tell you we're still learning about. Welcome to Talk the Walk. I am Henry Moses. And I'm Gabriel Moses. We're super happy to be here and thank you for joining us wherever you may be. Yes, sir. Henry, I hear some stuffiness. Yeah, so I tell you, I uh, I got my mouth washed out with soap. Probably good first time in about thirty or forty, probably forty years. You got your mouth washed out? What? Like? Yeah, it happened when I was a kid, but I'm talking about right now. Yeah, I I, I got hit in the, I got hit in the mouth with some soap. I live here by myself. Okay. So. Like I'm so curious what I'm this saying. means. I'm saying. I'm sitting there. Were you cussing your dog? And you know, you no. Need, you need. No, you need. I you need. I don't, I don't really swear. <laughs> that ain't a thing for me. <clears throat> but I'm sitting there working on my dishwasher. My my dishwasher. I have these. I have some. I just. I bought this house a couple years ago. It came with a dishwasher that has two levels. Okay. And you know you've seen it, but Copy but what the top level quit the dispenser quit opening up, so I, so it washes the dishes kind of, but it's not opening up and releasing the detergent. Ah, okay. And so I'm trying to figure out. This is the second time it's done it, so I thought I had cleaned it all out and it was good last time. Uh-huh. And so I checked it this time and it was still in there. I was like, dang it, what in the world? Just not opening up. And just not opening up. So I got every, all the dishes out and and uh, and I thought, well, I'm gonna, I get, I need to get all the detergent out and try to figure out why it's not dispensing what's going on. Okay. And so I ain't I ain't got all the time in the world. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna sit there and I got a I got a, a piece of silverware and kind of loosened everything up in there and I could sit there and scoop it out with a spoon or a knife. Or so it's just caked in there and the jammed easy in. way. Well, no, I'd loosened it up, but or I could just lean down there and blow it and make it all come out. So I knew it was going to hit mm-hmm. me in the face, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I had my eyes closed and everything, and I blew on it. Put in your personal protective equipment. Yep, called the eyelids. Eyelids. Yep, <laughs> God's protective equipment for the eyes. I lean over. I blow. And I did in my mind. I didn't think about it coming back into my mouth. It, you wouldn't see because how. the air is going out. Pressure coming out. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, but it goes around and it hits on the lips, mm. and it sticks on the lips. But I tell you, it doesn't taste as bad as I remember it tasting. So well, it wasn't that was Cascade? Yeah. I mean, I could still kind of taste it, and that was probably an hour and a half ago. So, I, and when I take sit here and take a sip of coffee, it kind of mixes with some soap. Well, it's, a, it's an interesting. That's very gross. Yeah. That would bug me about my coffee. But look, what's better, the taste of soap or the taste of soap with some coffee in it? Well, I'll, I'll take it with the coffee. Yeah, I'll take it with the coffee. So anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. All that said, that kind of, I, I'm not sure what it did, but it seems to have triggered my allergies and. That's weird. I know. I don't get it. But so right you were good that, before that. Yeah, I was good. This was right before I showed up. It's al- Yeah, right before. Yeah, it's allergy season, so allergy seasons always get me. When is allergy season? Like, I, I don't know, like ever, spring and fall. I hear it. It, it seems beginning like Beginning of fall, beginning time. of spring. It's allergy season. It's allergy season. <clears throat> Every time. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. It can't always be allergy season. 
The it it seems like spring and fall. Spring, spring and, and fall. fall. You know, okay. pollen starts to come out in the spring. Okay. And then fall, whatever the heck happens, I guess all the the dust, you know, leaves leaves dying. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it's happens. It's in the, in the air. Fall, but it definitely happens. Yeah. Fall is in the air, which is my favorite season. But the but the allergies and you know, well Zan, uh, not Zantac, uh, Zyrtec or yep. or uh or I was gonna say Xanax. No, definitely not Xanax. Oh yeah, no, don't do that. No Xanax. God, Zizol. Zizol is the one I use. It works really good. Xanax, Zizol, Zyrtec. Yeah, there's all these different. I think they just there's not enough letters in the or there's not enough words in the alphabet that start with X. So we need to yeah make some up. Get some more Xerox. Set us apart. With our X words, we're the X factor, so I don't know. But xylophone, yeah. So it seems to have triggered off. Zines. Wouldn't think soap would, but it. My nose is all kind of. So I may have to hit the mute and blow the horn a time or two to <laughs> <laughs> clear that out. Maybe strategically hit pause so that <laughs> people don't have to listen to it. Strategic pause number one just happened for the record. Just like I just now did, and nobody even heard a thing. Strategic for pause. me and my two ears. Stra- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you've got the headphones on. Uh, it came straight through the mic. I didn't even think about tilting away from the microphones. So. That's all right. <laughs> do what you got to do. <laughs> so that's how my day started out. But other than that, it's been really good. So we're recording today on a Saturday. And... Uh, and I tell you, Gabe, there's just something about getting up and doing this on a Saturday with without the the pressures of work. Yeah. The any thoughts of the not having to squeeze it into somewhere. Economies this or trying to squeeze it into that may have had a you know a lot of the times we'll come record we'll, we'll leave work for lunch and during lunch we'll come yep. record an, an episode and then head back to work. Yep. And so when we get to do them on Saturdays, it's laid back. Yeah. It is laid back. It's nice. Even Thursday nights. Sometimes we'll record on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, you've been working all day. You've got all these things on your mind. And so it's hard not to be distracted by those. No, oh, yeah. And then, and then you, you know, you got to try to put all that stuff out. But a nice Saturday morning where the world, yeah, the weekends just, you're just focused on getting the doing some yard stuff, doing stuff around the house, working on projects. No agenda. There's nothing yeah. going on. I'll tell you, it's funny. It doesn't distract me none of it because whether we do it at lunch, Thursday night, Saturday morning, it doesn't matter because as soon as I put on these headphones and I hear the way I sound, I am distracted by that sound right off the bat. Oh, I'm numb to it. Uh, my voice drive me crazy. I'm numb to it. So I'm like, okay, this, yeah. here we are. We're here and. Now we're doing this. But I don't think there's a person in the world that Likes doesn't think that. Voice. Well, then doesn't just, think that. Yeah. Nah. I, mean, I tell you, you know, I tell you, just like people tell me, your voice sounds completely normal. God. You know, people tell me the same thing. Your voice sounds completely normal. It's probably my it's insecurity. Little, little country, but. Insecurity. It's got to be. Because I hear it and I'm like, that does still to this day. Yeah, but not. you're not an insecure person. But it, but it just. Everybody has insecurities. And so, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't do it for me. I become me. insecure when I hear myself. I'm like, dang. I don't when you hear it on the recording or when you hear it right now? Right now. Right now. Yeah. Funny. On the recording is not, that's funny. That's true. It's not as bad. 
But right now I hear it and I'm like, oh, so it's a certain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking anyway, about. Anyway. That sounds normal to me. And there goes courtesy pause number two. CP2. <laughs> CB2. CP1. CP2. CP2. Courtesy pause. Courtesy pause. Courtesy pause. You're all welcome. But yeah, that's, well, that's how my day started out. Love it. But I tell you, for me, <clears throat> so for me, yeah, it's been a good morning. It's been, it's been, uh, you know, Christmas season for me starts September 25th on your wife's birthday. So, mm-hmm. so that's a good marker for me to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. Christmas season has started. So I'm sitting there working, you know, drinking coffee, doing a little cleaning, Christmas music going, and then practice some piano for a little bit and working on some Christmas songs for, for the recital in December. And it's been a great morning. It's a great Christmassy morning. Yes, sir. Yeah. Here in October. Happy, happy. But our little sister's birthday was the other day, and, yep. and she told me we. I called her up in the morning, and she was telling me her her dream day and how they were going to make it happen. And part of that dream day was she goes, and we're setting up the Christmas tree. This is a week that's or two, awesome. a week ago. Yeah, that's awesome. A week ago today, actually. Yeah, we're setting up the Christmas tree, and that's what I want, and that's what it'll be, and that's what's going to happen. I was like, get it. Well, we'll talk about it more at a future point, but. Uh, you know, I'm big on Christmas. I'm big on Christmas season. And at one point, I left my Christmas tree up for two and a half years. So, we'll yeah. just, you know, yeah, we'll leave that right there and come <laughs> swing back around to it since Chill Talk comes to an end. And we head into the the topic de jour. The purpose of the podcast. Yep, I think I used that right. Topic of the day. And uh, what do we got for today? Okay. I'm thinking about serving. You're thinking about serving? Thinking about serving. I could use a foot rub. Yep. That ain't it. You go talk to Carrie or what have you. I, in fact, for your birthday, I got you a full body rub. So we'll don't, just call that even. Hey, there you go. Remember Jesus washed the disciples' feet? Good. I'm definitely not Jesus. So. <laughs> no, no, you're not. <laughs> the feet washing thing ain't happening. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, if God puts it on my heart, fine. But he hadn't, and I hope he never does. <laughs> well, you said service, man. But I'm thinking about service. <clears throat> we've, been, we've been talking about serving a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we, we've talked about over the past, really, you know, I, I think about serving specifically in the church. Over the past, you know, I've I've served off and on in the different churches, and we I went to, we we all went to to Trinity Fellowship Church, mm-hmm. which is a mega church, very very big. And I served briefly there doing the door greeting, and I I served some uh, with working in the children's ministry. But I didn't. I never felt like it was anything that was needed. Mm-hmm. I never felt like it was anything that was too big a deal. I could do it or not, especially in the mega church. I think mm-hmm. I could do it or not. I could, you know, they would they wouldn't miss me either way. Yeah, you know, and uh, but you get to thinking about it. Jesus says, "Whoever's going to be great has to be the servant." <clears throat> And the idea, the whole idea of what we're doing again is talking the walk, trying to better ourselves every day. Mm-hmm. The best way out of everything we can say, the best way to get there is to serve. The best way to better your walk 
is to serve. And I want to read a few scriptures to, to open it up. We did, uh, we did, and you're going to read one. I'm going to read one. You have yours pulled up on yours? No. What, I'm going to read this one. We'll talk a little bit about it. But <clears throat> Exodus 18. Remember I told you about it a little bit ago. You got to tell me again. Exodus 18, 17 through 21. 18, 17 through 21. Yes, sir. I got it. Bam. You want me to start now? Nah, nah. I'll read this one first. So in Acts, beginning of the church, right? The Acts that are happening, that's why it's called Acts. Uh, Let me read from Acts verse 1 through verse 8. It says, Now in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews, because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the gathering, And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Procurus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Perminius, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. I don't make my way through those slowly. You did good. (laughs) I was impressed. I'm not sure they're all right, but not too bad. Thus they set before the apostles and they prayed and laid their hands on them and the word of God continued to increase and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and great many of the priests became obedient to the faith and Stephen full of grace and power was doing great wonders and signs among the people. I find that <clears throat> there's so many, there, there's so much to unpack there that mm-hmm. that we don't have time to do, but they're sitting there, the, the apostles are sitting there preaching. The disciples are preaching, spreading the word. The church is new. Christ has just left, has risen from the dead, left the, and left the, the mission of the gospel to the disciples and to the new disciples that were coming on daily. And so they're going around, they're preaching, they're ministering. And these Hellenists, who I was kind of reading some of the notes on it, they basically spoke Greek and the disciples, everybody that was doing the preaching and that spoke Aramaic. And so there was, it wasn't that they didn't want to help the Hellenists, Mm -hmm. but they were having a hard time communicating and they didn't have enough time to kind of work through that because they're so busy spreading the word, preaching the gospel. So they assign these people, like they pick out these people, Hey, we need you to go to serve. And it's so funny, Gabe. The first thing you think is, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go wait some tables while you go preach the word, right? And don't we all kind of think certain point places of service are more important than other places of service? Yeah. I mean, that's the yeah. general, you know. Yeah, you, of course. You, you tend to not get as much shine if you're not in this place, it's which not, that should never be what it's about. It's not true, but we think it. That's exactly right. We yeah. You think that. That is exactly you, you right. You instinctually feel that. You do. I mean, it's just kind of, especially the, uh, especially in America, I mean, that's kind of the way there's different ranking structure. and There should be ranking structure, but we tend to look at ranking structure as 
this position more somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is, you know, again, the Bible says, learn, if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, learn to be the servant of God. Don't worry about what's going on with this mega pastor and if how can I get to that point? Think what, of this. What if the, think about, I, I'll just use our church, for example, Hill, Hillside. Tommy's the main pastor. What if everybody but Tommy left? Nobody would clean the place. So it would be, you know, ooh, it starts to smell funny. People maybe don't like that and don't come. But the, the tougher ones keep on coming because the word is good. Nobody to watch kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, there goes all the all the families. No families can come because no one to watch the kids. I can't Either that or you're going to have families that sitting in the church, which our church does because our church is small, but little kids being loud and distraction. And all the distractions. So yep. those people stop coming. What about um, the technology it takes to orchestrate stuff? Our brother-in-law, Shane. Oh, Shane Shane makes sure everything keeps working. What is Shane and his boss? They go, oop, technology don't work. Soundboards don't work. Things don't work. Oh, I can't hear you, Pastor Tommy. I can't hear you right. in the back. All the different things that go into. Next thing you know. And that's the same no thing that's happening here. That Every, is, everybody's yeah. important. It, it really is. Everybody's a, important. They had to do this, but it's funny. I love, and there's a reason why. So this little section in, in this scripture finishes at section seven, right? And it's called Seven Chosen to Serve is what they titled it. But then I kind of started, the very next section is Stephen is seized. Stephen, we all know, or if you don't, now you know, I know. is the first martyr. Uh, and is... One of the most powerful points in scripture. The to first me. martyr. I mean, you just oh. the table waiter ends up being the first martyr, and it says Stephen, the way it describes him. I love the way it describes him. That's why I wanted to read through verse eight. Mm. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. The table waiter, mm-hmm. the guy that was cho- chosen to go out and serve the food and give the whatever they were distributing. Mm. Daily, that a lot of people nowadays would say that's not. I, let's say uh, a shelter, right? And you go and you help you 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 uh, you, you provide the food for the day. You okay. Know, reveal. Well, I'm not doing much there. Let me tell you, this right here. Be full of grace and power of the Holy Spirit, and you can do great wonders and signs mm-hmm. among those people there. Mm-hmm. You can change lives. Mm-hmm. by how we choose to serve with where we're at. And he ends up, it's kind of weird to put it this way, but ends up being called to be the first martyr. Yeah. And what does he do? They come up with all these lies. They come against him. Then they, they start making up stuff against Stephen. Saul. And, wasn't it? And wasn't Saul a part of that? Uh, I don't know. I haven't. Maybe, Paul, Paul maybe, but, part of the- but they're all the, the religious leaders definitely are are making up this stuff about him. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Paul was a part of it. Yeah, maybe. And uh that could be. But he ends up getting he ends up being led up to the court and this and that. Rather than try to, to defend himself, he ends up preaching. He ends up preaching the gospel of God. Courtesy pause number three. Well, I don't think we have to announce it every time. That's the whole idea of pause. <laughs> Yes, you wish I would. I'm pulling that out smoothly, <laughs> and so anyway, because they're gonna know I'm snorting the horn, <laughs> left and right. But we shall 
get through this because we are here serving. We are serving. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so he, he ends up getting chosen to be the first martyr. Mm-hmm. He goes before and rather than, rather than sit there and no, I wasn't doing this. I wasn't doing that. Blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you about the gospel. And he's just going to do about it. The faith. And he, I love and he, he just, did it. yeah, that is the most important thing for, to him is serving, spreading the gospel. That's all he cares about. That's all he cares about in his life. And that's what we're talking about really. And we've talked about a little bit, the radical Bible study that we're doing. Mm-hmm. David Platt. It just, your life is about service has got to be about service. Mm-hmm. And so I just love, and, and again, Oh, I could go into this, how he chose to for hours, but yeah, we don't have that much time. Gabe. We don't. But I love it. I just want, I just hope that everybody keeps in mind, Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Yeah. And he was the one chosen to go wait in the tables. And like you said, it frees up the people that are, that are doing that regularly. If we're going and we're taking care of these needs of the ministry, those needs of the ministry, it frees things up so that the gospel can be spread. What if because we're not serving limits how much gospel is able to be shared? Yeah. Because we're not helping take care of these things, whether it's making sure the floors are swept, mm-hmm. making sure the trash is emptied, mm-hmm. making sure the kiddos are taken care of. I, I don't know. Whatever, you know, yeah. working the All technology the boards, working the this, working the that. In the church. In the church. We are all one body. Yeah. You got a scripture over there? Yeah, I looked up the one you told me. And so you said Exodus chapter 18. Yes, sir. Verse 17 through 21 is Moses, father-in-law, said to him, What you are doing is not good. You and the people with, um, with, with you will certainly wear yourselves out. For the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to do it alone. Now obey my voice. I will give you advice and God will be with you. You shall represent the people before God and bring their cases to God. And you shall warn them about the statutes and the laws and make them know the way in which they must walk and what they must do. Moreover, look for able men from all the people Men who fear God, here we go again, who are trustworthy mm-hmm. and hate a bribe. Weird to think of them being bribed. And place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds and fifties and of tens. Same thing. And I love how <laughs> Moses is a great leader. And I was reading that this morning, Gabe. And it's really a cool section. His father-in-law comes to see him with his wife and that. And Moses just is so excited and going into, starts talking to him about the things the Lord is doing. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just warmed my heart. I thought, you know, yeah, how awesome would it be? And I don't want to rabbit trail too much, but how, how awesome would it be if the first thing we did when we saw each other was talking about the, the things of the Lord Yeah, and the, the things the Lord is doing? We don't even really do that in the church too much. Talk about the football game or... Talk about how your family's doing, how's your family, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, getting back yeah. to the what's God doing in your life. But anyway, that's a rabbit trail. Maybe that's another podcast. I like that rabbit trail, though, brother. It's a good rabbit trail. Mm-hmm. 
But I love how, so right before, so they come to see this and that, but Moses, you know, Israel's freshly let out of Egypt and Moses is carrying all the burden himself and he's excited about it. But his father-in-law puts a little spanking on him. Yeah. And, and after having this great greeting and we love you and we're so excited about what God's doing. But let me tell you, and I love, you know, having an elder in our lives that's able to speak in our lives. Such a great thing. Mm. He says to him straight up, what you're doing is not good. You and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out for this thing is too heavy for you. You can't do it alone. Now obey my voice. <laughs> You know, listen to me, boy. I'm gonna start telling you from now, now, now on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, hey, now obey my voice. It's bad you're not your mom. You're not my father-in-law. Yeah, you're not my dad. But I'm your elder. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be like, obey my little voice, brother. Dad. Obey my. You said voice. that if you said that to me, I'd kind of go obey, obey your voice. voice. I mean, you just want a way to kind of. You just want me to do what you tell me to. Yeah. I don't know. But it's for your good, just like. I think his name was Jeff. I guess it would depend on what came out of your mouth after you said well, obey you my be used to the wisdom that even, flows. Oh, jeez. The wit that flows or the wisdom. wisdom? Wit? The witum. The witum? The wit. The witum. <laughs> <laughs> that flow with it. I'm just trying to imagine somebody saying that obey my voice. It's uh, so funny. Mm. Obey my voice. I will give you advice and God will be with <laughs> And God be with you. Not God will be with you. Obey my voice, I will give you advice, and God be with you. <laughs> You're like, son, calm down and listen to me. That's what it seems like. Sit down. Sit down. Be quiet. Listen to what I'm saying. And when you have someone older and wiser that you truly respect come at you that way, you're kind of curious yeah. what they might say. Yeah. And almost appreciative. You know, there's times that we've It takes the pressure that. off you. And he's telling him, look, Moses, you're in trouble here. Yeah, you're doing it right now, but this is not going to last long. It's not going to be good for the people. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be good for the people that you're trying to serve. It's going to be ultimately damaging. You're not going to be able to hold up. I've wanted to say this. I've wanted to say this to some of my clients. (laughs) Obey my voice. Do what I'm telling you to do. If you want the loan, obey my voice. Do these yeah. things. It's hilarious. I'm like, dang, they don't listen. But we have to say it different. Different, you know. Hey, here's what it takes to get the job done. Here's what. Here's how we we'll get yeah. you that house. And, and he's, he's like, obey me. Yeah. Let me tell you something because this is gonna be bad. Yeah. Sitting there trying to do a pastor, sitting there trying to do, and I look at, you know, our young church. And it's so funny. Our church is a young, extremely old church. Our church right. is way older than y'all's. Right. And way younger than y'all's. Right. Right? Yeah. So I think it was established about 120 years ago. Jeez. But, you know, wasn't three years ago that it was down to three people. We've talked about that. Yeah. Three beautiful women that went and... and uh, Stood. Stood the ground for the church and they ultimately stood. saved it. Mm-hmm. But then... So when we started going to church there, Gabe, it was, it was a very small church and it was probably, I don't know. I mean, on average, I think we averaged anywhere from seven to 10 people a Sunday. Well, you know, we made up for three of them or three, four of them, Sean, Jenny, Creighton, me would all go. Mm -hmm. So we pretty much made half of the congregation. 
sometimes yeah. a third if it was a busy Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Know? Very small. And so Stan, you know, Stan was, Stan was and is, I think, still preaching for free, the pastor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and he's, obviously he was the one handling most of the stuff there. We mm-hmm. would serve in whatever small roles and, and he's quick to, he, Stan doesn't mess around. Like he just kind of lets you know, you're about to be serving in this area. You're about to be serving in that area, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, and he just starts assigning people and pushing you, which I think is amazing. He says, awesome. hear my voice. Yeah. Hear my voice. You're about to serve. Mm-hmm. You know, you're about to serve here. You're about to do this. He pushes you, which is great. But as it's gone on, it's been, man, I don't know. We're probably averaging about 45 people, maybe 50 people a Sunday now. Mm-hmm. It's certainly grown. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is moving there. It's awesome. It's amazing. But that comes with its own problems. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of strong characters there. There's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of people with different ideas, but of one accord, we're all on the, we're all on the headed towards the same mission. And so it has to be managed more. Things have to be handled more. And we definitely need more people to be stepping up. I'm grateful that there are more people stepping up. People, people just want to step up at church at our church. I'm very happy about it. But it won't. It's certainly to the point that Stan can't handle everything himself. Got to spread it out. And it's cool to be Probably seeing everything that's put in a place to 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 be able to help him with that. But it's funny. It it really is funny how how many times I've gone to different churches and heard them talk about need guys. We really need help serving. We have a youth camp coming up. We really need volunteers. Mm-hmm. You know, things of that nature where, where it's so easy and I'm not, I'm not trying to, to guilt or condemn anybody, but it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking they don't need you. Yeah, they need you and you need you to serve. <laughs> it does. It serves both. It serves you and it serves the child. But that's God's, that's, that seems to be his theme. He always covers more than one base with each move. Each move that God does serves multiple purposes. And then if we're, you know, closer with him, we see more of those purposes. And the further we are from him, we only see one purpose sometimes. But even the best of us aren't going to recognize all that God's doing with each move that he makes. Yeah, And that's what I love. And it's a trust relationship. You trust him. You need to... Trust that he knows what's best. He's like Moses' father. He knows what's best. Hear my voice, and this is going to work. What you're doing isn't going to work. So go serve. Go be a part of the church. It's good for you. It's good for your humility. It's good for your discipline, right? Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the church needs members who obviously are saved and lean into the Lord and recognize the importance of the brotherhood of Christians. And that's, that's each one of us. Uh, heck I haven't, I probably didn't serve much in the church. Um, with like, with like, uh, intentionality, mm-hmm. um, specifically until the last year or two got married and got married to a woman who wanted to, serve big time and uh 
that that kind of opened up doors for me to go okay i want to serve um and i did i wanted to i wanted to serve sort of not on a very responsible like heavy type of way mm-hmm. by that i mean i wanted to be the parking lot guy. oh yeah the you, par- wanted, you wanted i to wanted be able to be to the say parking serve, lot guy but in what was comfortable for you what you felt comfortable with well I, the parking lot person or the greeter i was like man i can do that all day yep. it felt like i could do this and happily and carrie's like no you we need to really work with the kids I was like, ooh, wee. I don't know if I want to do that. But I know that I have to be pushed sometimes. It's theme of my life. I've had yeah. many things in my life that I didn't but want to. But you're equipped to do it. Yeah. <coughs> no you're reason you can't to do, do it. it. And I think you're equipped to do it in a way that not a lot of people do it. Uh, Who knows? You know, Who knows? Helping Maybe. the whole. Well, look. The, you but know. I like being pushed. I like the yeah. idea that. I need to maybe maybe God's speaking through Carrie, and I need to go do this instead. And so, I mean, the parking lot thing sounded great to me. I'm more of a recluse person, so you don't really talk to people a whole lot. You direct and you help out, saying, "Here, there's plenty of space over here to park. There's plenty of room over here, but over here it's getting crowded." I'm like, my mind kind of works that way anyway. Mm -hmm. But. Or, or standing at the door greeting. I'm like, yeah. I would love to shake hands with people. I'd love to love on them as they come in. Be like, welcome. We're so glad to see you again. And, you know, brief moments like mm-hmm. that. But now, now you're going to teach little children. I'm like, mm, I don't know. That's like a lot more involvement, a lot more focus. So I was glad. I was like, you know what? I probably need this. Probably good for me. And I want to accept something that's harder for me well that's that's true too i mean a lot of the times we just don't want to i mean it, it could also come down to just laziness i just don't feel like guaranteed it, it not that's not in even there somewhere just, not even just well they don't need me they're good it can which be that's more in a there lazy too. thing it, it it is but but there's it, a lot of parts of this right so it, it really can come down to a couple different things i would say this one of the things, Gabe, that I was noticing, uh, a common theme, was talking about the, the men being righteous men or women being righteous women, being being full of the Holy Spirit and power or grace and, and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Exactly how I worded but <laughs> but, um, but the point being, I got to thinking about it. And the first place we should be serving is in our homes. Hmm. If your home, you know, the the qualifications of being a an elder in the church, being a pastor in the church, are that your home life. One of the qualifications is that your home life has to be in order. Mm-hmm. A man of one wife, a husband of one wife, a man of one wife, a husband of one wife. You know, if you're married, not being married, but but it, but it was kind of being very specific about the characteristics. I didn't look up that scripture, but but it's I'm about to say very it, it. What was the scripture that talks about the the okay, what, okay. what the callings are to be a pastor, elder? Okay, it it really is very specific about the the state of the the, the man must be, uh, the state that his home life must be, and they, it has to be in order. If your home life is not in order, you you shouldn't be serving as a pastor. Absolutely not. You're going mm-hmm. out and shepherding uh, other people, but you can't shepherd your own, right? 
Mm-hmm. I would suggest, you know, just because it's specifically talking about the qualifications of being a pastor doesn't mean that those qualifications aren't still in place for us. Those are still things that we're all held to. And even though it's not, it's not qualifications to serve, I would, I would suggest, and you tell me if you disagree, what your thoughts are, but I would suggest that you want your, you want your home life to be in order. If your if your home life isn't in order, maybe we're not serving the way we should be serving at home first. Maybe we don't serving believe in what our we're household. saying. Maybe we don't believe what we're saying at that point. Because if your home life is a mess, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If your home life, your family is. So serve there first. That makes sense. Serve there first. Don't, don't. Serve your family. So I want to be clear on that. Don't go in and serving at the church. You know, we're called to serve. And this podcast episode is about serving in the church. Mm -hmm. But I think definitely if, if the first place to start serving in our lives in general is home. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a single person, I am serve your spirit, you know, spend time in the word, make sure your heart's right, mm-hmm. spend time in prayer and then go out and serve from there. Mm-hmm. If you have a family, start with obviously serving in the spirit, you know, making sure that you're right with God so that you can better serve your family first mm-hmm. and then go out and serve from there. Get your home in order. Yeah. If there's a problem there that needs serve there first. It won't be perfect. Focus. It's never gonna be perfect. You know, that's never gonna happen. Yeah. You know, it will never be perfect. So I'm not saying perfect, but you know if your spirit's right. You know if you're the spirit of your make home. Make sure that's all right first. With your spouse. With your kids. And then and then go out and serve into the church. Cause your your fan your home life is sort of a launch pad for going out. Going out into the world like we do every day. Yeah. I'm like, how it, how it is at home sometimes can really affect everything else you do. And if you're not leading at home, your kids are cussing little brats, bullies, and your wife running around gossiping all day long, or your husband running around slacking, not investing in his family. I mean, it's pretty hard to launch from that. Yeah. There's disorder there. It's hard to have your spirit in the right place. How could it be? Yeah, it'd just be tough. I mean, we talked about earlier how I just like recording on Saturday mornings much better than on weekdays because I've got the, whenever we come to do it during weekdays, I've got all mm-hmm. the different problems of the day that my mind's been focused on, this and that, this and that. Yeah. So if your spirit at home kind of in the same manner if your spirit at home is is chaotic and then you're going to go try to serve at the church yeah. you're still carrying that weight with you yeah you know and it's going to be hard for you to serve not not that you don't love the lord and you're trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. but it's going to be real hard on you harder and and it can maybe do more of that it's just it's just a thought but you know here's a question you were kind of talking about it a second ago where do we start? You know, how do we figure out where we want to, where do I want to volunteer? Is it just what you want to do? Is it what you should be doing? Where do you start, Gabe? Yes, you should be doing it. Uh, The answer is definitely So that's square one. 
Step should I do one. it? Yes. You should. should. Does the church sure. need me? Yes, they do. Yeah, those two. Let's put, let's just put that. those to rest. Okay. You so, should do it, and it is needed. Where do you start? You know, you kind of talked about, well, I wanted to hit the parking lot, which would not be wrong. Are we talking about where do we start at church? Serving at church. Serving at church. How do you figure out how to serve? Guaranteed. A pastor's going to always have a, a need for you. If it's a small church, pastor's going to tell you what they need. If it's a big church, pastor's either going to tell you what he needs or he's going to tell you, you know what, okay, I have I have a person who really helps me with this, and it, this is the person I want you to talk to. They're going to know where we need your help the most. So you could you could go straight to your pastor, and you probably should. You should know your pastor. I, I, I always make it a point where I go that I want to know my pastor. He is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. He matters, and his his theology matters. What he his interpretation of what the Bible says. Does he really believe what the Bible says? I always meet with my pastors. Period. Yep. Like that's no, that's happening. But I'm like, go to the pastor. Go to him. It's his church. And not doesn't necessarily have to be the senior pastor because again, like Moses, they've got if it's a big huge church, it could be, in my case, be the senior pastor. In your case. Hey man. I'm, Moses had many people that this. were put underneath him to yep. appoint to mm-hmm. different things. This They're is one of my levels. favorite things to argue with my brother if, on is if, should I get if to talk to senior, my pastor? I didn't say talk to him. I said mm-hmm. as far as going and asking him. If he's having to handle all the little details because everybody wants to go all straight Dude, to the senior pastor. I've had lunch with, with the, the pastor of uh, First Baptist Church. Uh, yep. I've had lunch with the pastor of Hillside. I'm like... They're there. Yeah, they want to help. They it's want. It's not to that they. Don't, I'm not saying that they don't want to help, but I'm saying. I'm not saying I'm having lunch with them every day. Yeah, to have to go to the top. You know, you don't necessarily have to go to the very top to find out where you go serve. There are different pastors that are put in place to help to direct things for a reason. This is a. To, this is a fun one to argue, but one that. Like, nah, whatever. Right. There's a lot of people to talk to at your church. There's a lot of people to talk to. I'm a big fan of having a conversation with your pastor, but that doesn't mean you have to go to him for this. But you could. Right. There's other people there too in the bigger churches. And and another group, you you could start with your Bible study group. Talking to, if you're involved in a Bible study group, talking to them. Hey. Your Bible study group from church. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what do I, yeah, if you're involved, you know, our Bible study group is not plugged in. It's separate from any church, yeah. But if you are a lot, most churches have their Bible study groups. Talking mm-hmm. to them, hey, where do you think would be a good place to serve? You know, talking yeah, to oh, they will tell you. Yeah, and they may know you a little bit better. And they're more front line. They're yeah. the front line people. Yeah. So they're going to be more keenly aware of which places need mm-hmm. help. You know, is it the children's ministry? Right. Is it the the housekeeping? Is it the the parking attendant? Well, they're going to know better than the senior pastor is most likely anyway. But uh, any anybody who is a member of the church mm-hmm. and serves at the church mm-hmm. is going to know a lot of the a lot of the people in the children's ministry. They they know a lot about what's going on. They know who showed up, who who's not here this Sunday. Oh, fifth grade boys didn't show up this week, so we're going to merge fourth and fifth grade boys or. The, the third and fourth grade girls or whatever. And there's many places to get get an idea of where you should start. Right. And and if you, you know. You start by starting. 
You start by starting. You there start by starting. Start start with talking to someone. That's funny. Start that. with you know thinking about it. Start, but start, start thinking start about by it. Starting. Start. You start talking somewhere. to somebody. Start you know making the effort and, to figure and, out where where start by talking to your spouse about it. And it's know, important too to say, well, what about the person who's listening to this? That they're like, I've been serving for years. This is what I do. I've been. This is elementary to me. This is preliminary stuff. Well, to you, maybe the the next part of your service is to to invite others to come exactly serve. What I was say. Yeah. yeah, to get others to yeah. come serve and yeah. say, hey, hey, Jerry, hey, put you, your arm around people. Yeah, help hey, I, others I to come help. up. I could use some help, or hey, this department. Because generally, they if you're serving, you. you're going to know of other departments that need help. That's right. And you're talking to people. It's a great point. You, you can serve by inviting others to serve. That's part of it. In your service. Here's a question. What if you're what if you're already serving? Think about the people in service. What if you're already serving, uh, but you don't like what you're doing? Hmm. Well, where did you God tell you to be? Right. That's it. I mean, did God put you there? Did you feel like he put you there? Right. Because sometimes... We don't like what we're ser- how how it goes. I don't know that Stephen wanted to get rocks thrown at him till he was dead, but he was where God told him to go, and he was serving there until God told him to quit. Yep. And God didn't tell him to quit. He was in fact, I can martyred. guarantee you that he didn't like that. I don't think he liked it. That would I imagine. You know, when I was a kid, I thought that being stoned to death meant that they took like ten pound rocks, fifteen pound rocks. And everything I've been learning over the years says, now nah, they were picking up these little, you know, half of a fist rock. And that's, I mean, yeah. Have you ever thought of that? No, I don't. What do you think? I, I think it was big rocks. Uh, see, you think that. I'm like, how do you know? Well, no, they, there was a bunch of big rocks for a crowd and a mob of people to throw. No, nah, they're picking up little rocks and one at a time. Smack you, smack is you. Is this based you. off something you know, or is this just what your thoughts are? This is based off of common sense in my mind, recognizing, okay, so wait a minute. Thoughts are, I this guess. is, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not saying this is biblical and well, who cares? I mean, it could be yeah. big rocks, but I don't, I always thought it was something that would make it quick. And my point is, is I imagine it wasn't so quick. I imagine it hurt a lot. I imagine that type of martyrdom would have been painful because women were throwing rocks, weren't they? Were women grabbing 15 pound uh-huh. rocks over their head and doing that? They didn't really specify. They just talking about the mob. This yeah. is men and women. Yeah, women were excluded from mobs. But no. so anyway, yeah, I don't think he liked it. <laughs> I don't think he liked it. And uh, but you know, heck, maybe he didn't feel anything because you have heard of, of yeah. people that that's go true. through that. But I don't want to get that. That's yeah, it's another another rabbit trail. But and no way to prove it. Point point being, he was he was where he was supposed to be. Yeah, whether it was uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so the key is, are you sure you're where? If you're sure you're where you're supposed to be. And you're not enjoying it. Maybe figure out why you're not enjoying it. Is it something of a heart issue? Is it correct? Have I not fully committed? I think that's a good point. Um, Or you could be not enjoying it because you just dove into something and you didn't check with God. (laughs) You didn't spend time with the Lord about it before you. Which I kind of like because I'm like, but you went forth and served. Mm -hmm. You that's a but in that thing. case it would be okay. I think it would be okay unless it's a long commitment thing. You're teaching kids lessons. You know, say, I'm like, hey, brother, I'd probably to this day find it more comfortable to hand out the communion. 
But you're where you're supposed to be. But I don't necessarily go, oh, I'm going to have to. I, I love the part where we're working with the boys and we now have relationships with these boys. These are good boys. Yeah. But there's some hard stuff in there. I yeah. spend, I spend all week raising six kids and then I go do it again on Sunday and it's a real challenge. Sometimes I don't want to think, I don't want to put forth the effort, but I love doing it because I'm like, God wants me there. I, I can tell, mm-hmm. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Carrie and I get to do this great service with these boys and we get to work with the other volunteers. They're fantastic yeah. people. I love be- I see them and my heart does feel good. And I go, Oh man, the lazy person in me wants to be at home in bed right now. And, um, or the recluse in me would rather be, you know, doing another service in the church that doesn't require this level of intimacy. You know, but you think about how you're. Gifted. But I'm going to go, you're, and I'm going to serve. You're gifted to do that kind of stuff. I would think. You know, I, I think and part I of part of serve. part of me thinks, yeah, it'd be great to serve with kids. How many kids have I raised? Zero. You know, I've had a great um, influence in many children's lives. Mm-hmm. Your children, oh, yeah, all our other siblings' children. Yeah. My my kiddo Sadie, but. But, you know, I haven't, that's a whole long story, but she mm-hmm. lives in Georgia. And, and so I fly out and see her and talk with her as often as possible. But, but, you know, I haven't got to serve in that role. And, yeah. and, uh, and so, you know, am I particularly gifted the way you are? No, to go and serve in the children. So thinking about things like that, yeah. I can yeah. love the heck out of them. Am I gifted in teaching them? No, I haven't been doing it for forever. You have, <laughs> and you are. And you have six children, you know, and so you can love the heck out of someone uh, being kids in my case Mm -hmm. and not be gifted to, to be a children teacher, but young men. So it probably young people, you know, who knows, maybe then that might be a little bit different. I've been through things. I've made mistakes. The Lord's led me through it. I've had to go through the journey Mm -hmm. and leading young men and women to come to the Lord. That could be a thing. Just thinking it through, thinking about it. You may not even feel like it, but you may be gifted towards it, and you may feel like it and not be gifted towards it. Well, and the, and I think it's just so important that you do what you're told to do, whether you feel like it or yeah, not. Yeah, go do it. Go do just it. Just ask Jonah. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, ask Jonah. He'll... If you're told to do it, whether you feel like it or not, You should go, go do that. Because you can end up in Who's that somebody's other? bowel movement. Well, not he careful. didn't end up in the he came out the mouth right. Uh, it's not as funny. Anyway, anyway, anyway. It's anyway. not as funny. No, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's not as funny that way. <laughs> Who's that guy? Who's that other podcaster that says, go serve your king? Who is that? Remember that? Oh, that's Todd Friel. Todd Friel. Okay. Yeah. Go serve your king. Yeah. Like, go. Just do it. You may go find yourself. serve your king. You may find yourself in I like saying, go serve your king. He says it better. Not better, but different. Go serve your king. How's he say it? Uh, something like until the next until until tomorrow, go serve your king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's cool, slick. <laughs> now I feel like listening to a free old podcast. <laughs> Factually speak it, but yeah, whether or not you love it, I like that if a person goes, "Oh, I really don't like doing what I'm doing." Well, first I applaud you. You're serving, yeah. and I bet you, I bet you what, ninety percent of the church. I'm making numbers up right now, but yeah. I'm serious. I bet 90% of the church doesn't even serve. 
I know. I was trying to look up the stats on it earlier, and I'm not sure where you look up all the church stats. You know, all the cool pastors always have the cool Barna church stats, this and that. I couldn't find them, so finally I thought yeah, maybe God doesn't fit, want me looking them up today. I'm just going to let that go. <laughs> I guarantee I did want to address one other thing. We're, we're running out of time. No, not many do. We need more. I did want to address one other thought that I had. Um, if you're serving, is it wrong for you to step away from serving for a time and a season? Serving at church. Yeah. Right. Okay. And and I was thinking about you know you can you can suffer burnout. Um, if if that's the case, I think, and this is just my thoughts. Feel free to disagree, but I'm gonna. I think you know. I think get your heart right. You know that's a mm-hmm. that's a situation of get your heart right, and and if you're called to serve, serve. But if there are troubles at home, you know, going through experiencing a death in the family, whatever the case may be, um. There's nothing wrong with taking it, taking a season to step away, kind of handle those types of things. A season being back. a couple of days? Well, I don't know. Seasons are different for different people in different situations, which I don't want to dive into all those. Why would you bring this up when we have no time to debate this? I'm like, that's fascinating. There's Maybe so much you're stuff right. to talk about. Oh, <laughs> man. I know, I know. I'm like, what? You want to... I don't think it's wrong. I think it's a matter of the heart. Check your heart. Look, if if you know it's a... Uh, a I don't. It shouldn't be a legalistic thing. Oh, it should be a committed okay, thing. Okay. Serving should be a committed thing, out of the yeah. heart. Um, but making sure that our hearts are uh, we right. We just don't and, have the time because this is fa- that's a fascinating something. But uh, we do not. Dang, I'm gonna disagree. Hit it. I just I I'm like, what is it? Moses served until he was dead. I mean, you serve. That's yeah, but what, he was the he was the the leader. That's that's a little different than than. I want to be my fullest level in Christ, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, sometimes we cancel Bible study because Carrie and I. Yeah. There's too much on the plate with the kids, and life was a terrible day. That's happened a time yeah. or two. So your season was one week then. One yeah. week, but I just want to. I'm thinking that's risky to go. Well, but it, yeah, that's a good point Six because months? I mean, you see Bible studies, and you could be right. I mean, I could be wrong that because you see Bible studies that uh, nothing drives me more crazy than this trend of well, we're taking a Christmas break or we're taking a summer break, and then you know I, I can't I can't find the chapter and verse where it says that you make sure you're taking breaks from your meeting together. <laughs> yeah, where is so that? So that you can be rested and come back together rejuvenated. Maria, I don't remember that. You know what I think of? I love the the old Arnold Schwarzenegger movies or the old hardcore tough guy movies. Yeah, yeah. You know what they say? The 80s. You know where I'm going with this? No, hit it. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. I'll rest when they I'm dead. They only get this one life to serve. Like, get out there and go. Yeah. Get in there. Don't be afraid. Go for it. Go serve. They need you. Or bring somebody with you. If you're a veteran in serving, bring yeah. somebody with you. Mm-hmm. Serve. Serve. Well, Gabe, that went by quick, quick, uh-huh. quick, quick. Uh, I want to remind everybody, if you will please do us a favor and click like on the on the podcast and share it on the social media and, and rate it five star, five star, five star. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> have to be five star, but I think it should be five star. <laughs> do us a favor, like it, rate it, share it. Let us know your thoughts on the Facebook page. We'll interact with you there. 
And, uh, boy, we sure hope you have a blessed week and pray about where, where God wants you to serve. Yeah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful day that you've blessed us with. Please help us to be in service to you in everything that we do and everywhere that we go. And please help us to be blessings to our pastors and our fellow congregants of our churches. Yeah. Lord, we love you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ye into all the world. And preach the gospel. Amen. That's the whole idea of pause. <laughs> I guess. You wish I would. I'm pulling that out smoothly. <laughs>